This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me, your host, to draw you just about anything for pretty darn cheap or pretty darn free if you request Jen's artistic talent. Also brought to you by GoToMeeting and GoDaddy.com, where the code PODNAME121 can save you on your next domain name. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since I never get tired of the theme song. I I get tired of it every week. (laughs) Welcome to Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, where we're trying to find something in common since 1996. This is show number 65, brought to you the week of January 26, 2010. I am your host. My name is James. I'm the geek. And my name's Jen. I'm the happy nerd. (laughs) Okay. Well, welcome, happy nerd. (laughs) Saying I'm the nerd. I hate it. Well, happy nerd definitely, <laughs> definitely improved things. It's just, no, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't help at all. <laughs> I'm very disgruntled. Really? I so, would like so you're to not change happy. the name. I've always wanted to change the really? name. Yeah. Geek loves what? Just me. Just Jen. Geek, Geek loves Geek Jen. Geek loves Jen. <laughs> <laughs> the Jen and James show. Mm-hmm. It, it could work. The artist, the podcasts are formerly known as Nerd. Mm. I think Nerd's not a bad name. We've been through this before. I just don't like saying I'm the Nerd. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. You think it's cool to be the geek because you're like, oh, I'm cool. I love Star Wars. My name, I'm a geek. Hmm. What am I? I? I enjoy being the geek, and but if I was a nerd, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be afraid of it. Mm. I'm not afraid of it. I just really don't like labels. Oh, but happy nerd. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you're not going to let that go, are you? <laughs> I just think it's great. So rarely are you happy. Mm-hmm. Downright jovial you are. <laughs> yes, that's me. So welcome. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. Tonight we have a very special topic. We're going to be talking about girls, specifically mean girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is becoming a hot topic with parents and, and people that work with young kids because girls... I don't know. Maybe it's always been this way because I am fairly new to the planet, being thirty six and all. Right. But girls are just bitterly mean to each other sometimes. They are, but I think it started a lot younger. Yeah, so that's why we're going to talk about it because we have a girl. She is bitterly mean mm-hmm. to us. You know, gives us gray hairs, makes her makes expects us to feed her three times a day. Ugh. I know she's so demanding. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Um, so we're going to be talking about that in a bit, but first we got to do a few things and, uh, that is talk about go to meeting. You know, uh, the year is still new, still really? is, even though it's a month old and it's still not too late to make your new year's resolutions, especially since you've already broke the old ones. A great new year's resolution would be to work smarter in 2010. That's what I plan to do. And I'm going to use go to meeting to meet clients and colleagues online with go to meeting brought to you by Citrix. You can save time and money by holding meetings online. This is the money you could be saving by switching to GoToMeeting. Instead of driving or flying in meeting in person, which could involve handshakes, use GoToMeeting to conduct sales presentations, product demos, training sessions right from your desk, unless you still use a 14.4 modem. Stay productive, be efficient, and avoid the hassle of unnecessary travel. You can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, but you must visit GoToMeeting slash podcast again that's gotomeeting.com slash podcast for a free 30-day trial. Thank you, GoToMeeting, for your continued support. Guys, help the people that support your favorite show. Check out GoToMeeting today and tell them the happy nerd sent you. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> also brought to you today by uh, Dean Piercy, one of our favorite listeners. He is our favorite listener. He's, he's very regular, and I don't mean his bowel movements. 
Wow, that's gross. I know. I just mean the, the, the way he helps us, supports the show. Thank you. If you'd like to support an episode of NL... Uh, what show is this again? Geek Loves Nerd. Geek Loves Nerd. I want you to head over to geeklovesnerd.com, and then on the top, hit donate. And any donation of $5 or more will get you mentioned on the show as a sponsor. Do it today. Do it now. Do it often. Do it for the happy nerd. Uh, what you got going on this week? What 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 what, 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 what went down? I went to the doctor, you a did. brand new doctor. His name is Doctor Christ. Mm-hmm. It's so close to Christ. It is. It's like the opposite effect of Satan and Santa. Mm-hmm. You know how you can switch the letters around. If it works for Satan and Santa, it should work for this guy. He may be my Lord and Savior. He could be. He was a little different than than I thought, and he was missing a finger. Which finger? Um, his pointer finger on his right hand. Oh, that's kind of odd. And I, I was thinking back through the scriptures. I was like, I remember a hole in his hands and a hole in his side. I do not remember Jesus getting a finger lobbed off in mm-hmm. any of the texts. It may have been in the uh, Sea Scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm-hmm. but I haven't really read those. It mm-hmm. may have been in the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. I haven't, can't say I've read that either. Mm. I don't know that it's in the Book of Mormon. But I don't hold that as canonical in the least. Mm-hmm. No offense, people. You're weird. So anyway, um, I, that's not my that's not my update. But what I, I really want to get into your brain. What's made you so happy? <laughs> Stop with that. <laughs> no, seriously. What's been going on this week for you? Um, people want to know. The uh, your son is bad. Really. Yeah, let me just give you a little example. Okay, please, break it down for me, wife. Okay, so um, I went out of town to visit my family. Mm -hmm. My grandmother's staying, or was staying, she still is. Anyway, she's staying at a um, house in Florida, Mm -hmm. and I I drove over there with the kids to visit her. And um, your son, I'm getting ready to put him to bed, and he doesn't want to go to bed because he wanted to sleep with the other kids. Mm. No, he didn't. He wanted to frolic with the other children. And he was real tired, but he was in a, a grumpy mood. So um, I lay him down in a little pack and play, and I tell him to go to sleep. And um, he turns around and goes, <laughs> <laughs> So he gave you a little raspberry. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And it was really hard not to laugh. Yeah. It's terribly hard. Because it was really funny looking. Like this little not even two-year-old. Thinks that he's more important than I am. <laughs> His opinion matters. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so what'd you do? Gave him a little spankity spank. Yeah, and then what did he do? He uh, cried and went to sleep. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Can you hop up on that microphone a little bit? You can. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there you go. The more I turn you up, the more you you back away from it. I'm sorry. I think you don't like the sound of your own voice. No, I'm worried about the peas. <laughs> the ones that are boiling on the stove downstairs. Yes. Uh, Jen's worried about her plosives. Mm, I don't know what that means. That's the p sound. Oh, okay. But you can you can do it like that, or you can say plosives, and you just soften that p just a little bit p, and I, you don't p it out. I, I can't think. But that's that okay. Hard when just I talk. just angle your voice down under the microphone. That's why I got it higher, and even with your nose, so that when you say p, it will actually go p down underneath. Okay. Some people it. like it, though. You can just get up in their face and say, hey, baby. Anyway. Anyway. So your son is bad. That's your update. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun while you were out? Yeah, I did. Did you get to go to the old beach? Yeah, we went one day. Mm. It was um, it was nice. Did you see any raccoons? No raccoons. Okay. Um, I have a weekly update, and it's this. Uh, we were going to visit a couple of folks uh, at the church who happened to have adopted uh, the cutest little Chinese baby you ever saw in your life. Um, she's about three years old. And uh, she already knows um, most of, uh, she's almost passed her CPA exams. Very smart little girl. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jenna was really looking forward to, to meeting her. And, and though she had met this little girl, she couldn't place her. You know, race means nothing. Descriptions mean nothing to, this, to, to our daughter. Mm-hmm. But we tried, and we were like, okay, Jenna, you know that little Chinese girl? And before we could get out the rest of the sentence, which would have been, the, um, at the church, you know, the little Chinese girl at the church, Jenna goes, oh, yeah, Kailan, <laughs> which was hilarious. And I said, that's really funny, but please do not repeat that again. Do not call her that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a, a, a slur in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But anyway, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. 
Um, yeah. So uh, that's the updates. Let's um, take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to jump right into our main topic. And I'm looking forward to it. Hey, chat room. Thanks for being here. If you'd like to join us, it's every Tuesday night, 930 Eastern at, um, I don't know, geeklovesnerd.com slash watch dash live. Or you can just go to the main website and there's a link right there on the front page. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is James. And this is Trevor. And we do a little show called Nobody's Listening. It's a show about stories. Do you have stories? We assume everybody has an embarrassing, silly, funny life story, and that's what we do on Nobody's Listening. And you can catch it at nlcast.com. Or you can just download it or visit it rather than catching it. Oh, yeah, I suppose. You can catch our show like a cold. On the iTunes. Check us out online at nlcast.com or on iTunes. Please help us out, because if you don't listen, then nobody will be listening. That's just one example of the humor you can expect at NLCast.com. Check us out online or on iTunes today. Or you're not going to heaven. Peace out, peeps. All right, welcome back. And uh, sorry, we just had a little technical difficulty with Jen's uh, face. And so we got that all straightened out. Why do you say mean stuff about me today? I've been saying mean stuff all evening, and it's because I like to get beat up. I'll be honest. But I can't beat you up during the show. It's not professional. (laughs) That's good. So I can talk about yucky things, like your ears. Hey, hey, no, no, stop. That's the poster. That is a nice poster. I don't care. You don't that's say a, yucky That's a things. Star Wars rolled up poster I haven't even opened up yeah, yet. Yeah, and I'm going to tear it up. Oh, one, one more thing before we get into our main topic. My other update is I got a uh, Mario figure today. It's in my office. It's awesome. It's still in the package, mint condition. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of awesome. And they had a giant one. It was, mm-hmm. like, tall. Nobody For, knows what that means. No, people do. Podcasters know what tall means. What does that mean? Awesome tall. Wow. Yeah. That's dumb. Don't do it again. Your mom's dumb. I wow, hope she doesn't listen to the show. She hey, we're talking about mean girls today, because mm-hmm. girls can be mean. Um, it starts young, doesn't it, Jen? Yes, it does. What we're talking about is the way girls are. See, boys are different, and they're not better. They're just different. And maybe in some ways it's a little more honest, I'll be honest, the way boys are. Because if they don't like you, they're going to let you know, and they're going to punch you. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's the way people <laughs> get shot. You. <laughs> but it's honest. What girls will do is they will buddy up with other people, other peers, and then they just cruelly and horribly pick on other girls. Mm-hmm. And I heard on a on a girl podcast, it was it was a ladies talking about this very topic and they said that because they know each other so well, they know about themselves, they know what makes them tick, they know where their insecurities are, they use that instead of to bless each other and help each other, they will actually use that to tear each other down. Yeah, that's true. And so why do you what give me give me some woman Info. I think uh, girls at their core are insecure about lots of stuff. And the way you help that is um, if you can band a bunch of people together against someone else, then you don't have to feel insecure about yourself Mm. because because you're better than the person you're attacking. So you feel or in theory, the goal is to feel better by comparison. Yeah. If you make somebody else feel ugly and stupid. Then you you have automatically elevated yourself above them, and plus it automatically gives you like um, popularity or or friendship, you know, kind of a bond with with the other people that you're you're uh, you, you know working mm-hmm. with against the person. Well, that kind of defines the in crowd too. Mm-hmm. The in crowd is not really kids that are better than anybody else or better looking. It's not necessarily. It's the kids that have gotten together to exclude everybody. So, else. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. else. And for some reason, everybody wants to be in the, a part of that group. And and most people kind of heed to whatever they come up with, which is always kind of weird. Like, if they decide they're the in crowd, everybody just kind of goes along with yeah. it. Like, I mean, not that it happened in my school, but... Right. I was in the weird. band, so I was in the in crowd. No. No, you weren't. I, I thought I was. Don't tell me. <laughs> I didn't know until you told me that I was a, a band geek, that I was an outcast. I thought I was cool. Did you really? Think you were in the ink crowd? No. Okay. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> the in crowd at where we went to school. Well, they, I. You had to grade on a curve. 
Yeah, they um, <laughs> drove big trucks. Yeah, I like big trucks. I can't not. Lie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the whole thing though is based around insecurity, which was my theory. Yeah. See, I I, I was listening to um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and one of his main points about women's insecurities and hangups is that they don't believe they're worthy of love. That's the adult way of saying insecurity. Mm-hmm. Why do and Obviously, any hangups we have as grown-ups come from our childhood or our early, um, you know, our development. Um, my theory is that that is directly connected to the role of the father, or should we say, the lack of a role mm. of the father. Because my theory is this: a mom's job, in in general. Now, there's going to be somebody email me and say, "Well, in my house." man and he's the woman we're just like opposite and that's fine be that that's cool so just switch it in your mind and pretend i'm saying the opposite of what i'm saying and save the electrons um is that in general a a woman's job a mom's job for the kids is to make them who they are Mm -hmm. just the core of who they are literally and figuratively i mean it comes from your the baby comes from your body you literally make them who they are but you clothe them and feed them and you you provide the first example of unconditional love and the bond of two people, uh, their first relationship and on and on and on. And dad is his role primarily is to make them okay with who you've made them to be. Mm-hmm. A, a mother's job is to make them who they are. Dad's job is to make them okay with that. And because I think is it, mom's... Mom's love is their first experience with unconditional love. Proper father love is their first uh, person that didn't have to love them, but does anyway. Mm-hmm. At, at least what I've seen in my own kids, we're optional. The dads, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not, but we kind of are. The, you're not the primary caregiver most of the time. I really felt that the whole first year Dunder was around. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't need me. <laughs> he didn't Jenna want liked me. The boy, man, no. care not. Now, now, I mean, he's the daddy fan times seven. Oh my gosh! If you walk out of the room, he just dad, loses it. Oh, yeah. But but at the time, I really realized that my role for them is I'm the guy that doesn't have to love them, but I still do, mm-hmm. and that gives self esteem and self confidence. Yeah, self confidence. That makes them feel like they are, you know, just worthwhile. Yeah. Have you ever heard a teenager say that? You know, I've, I think I even said that to my mom. I, you have to say that. You're my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to say that. You're my parent. And and I think they get that a little early. They just kind of take moms for granted. And dads are the fun ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And it stinks. It stinks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but so I got to do most And I'm being more. very general here. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to stereotype or anything like that. Just in general, because everybody fills other roles. I'm nurturing. I'm probably a little more nurturing than most men. Um, and, and Jen plays with the kids as much as I do and, and on and on and on. And they actually love it a lot more when Jen does it because it's it's rare. Yeah, it is. You're not the happy nerd all the time. <laughs> not all the time, just tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, but it's specifically in the role that a father plays in his daughter's life. If that daughter grows up without that man's uh, optional, but uh, just as um, unconditional love, I think they grow up thinking, I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't even know they're missing it, there's some hole in their soul, and they grow up thinking they need to fill that. Mm-hmm. And they do it in two ways. One, they tear each other up right. and down, and just so by comparison they'll feel better. And then later in life, when boys come to the picture, they, they think some freckle-faced boy can save them. Mm-hmm. And, and make them feel, yeah. Cause it, well, I mean, I think in a, in a weird way, and it sounds kind of weird to say it, but they're still looking for that that acceptance and the love from the dad, and so they naturally look towards a guy to get mm-hmm. it and the guy's absolutely stupid and clueless and doesn't know any of that nor does he care at no. that age he's <laughs> the teenagers yeah. he's like, oh, a girl likes me yay yay i'm not super <laughs> ugly but that's probably why in general um you know it's rare that that guys are alone if they don't want to be alone i mean there's always a girl even even guys who've been in jail even mm-hmm. guys with all kinds of weird issues there's usually a girl out there who will Go with them. Well, let's run it back, though. Recently, um, actually last year when Jenna started preschool, mm-hmm. we started hearing reports coming home <clears throat> of this game that they started playing, Jenna and her friends. Yep, at four years old. 
and it was this we're having it was a total game none of this is true we're having a party and we're not inviting you and it would be depending on the day it would be these two girls against one mm-hmm. so uh and they all do and jen yeah i didn't even realize that jen would come home well so and so's not inviting me to their party, and I tried to explain. Oh well, maybe they're not having a party with all of the friends. Like, no, I don't. But then, yeah, the teacher told me that's just a mean game that they play. Mm-mm-mm. And this is four years old. Yeah, and so we we sat down and we talked to her, and uh, because Jenna is not perfect, so this is not a parent telling you that my daughter's perfect, but she is very caring, and and it and and she is very affected by other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what they make her feel. She would not. She's never going to ever probably ever hit somebody, for instance. Yeah, she won't even hit her brother when he hauls off. And yeah, smacks her in the head. She cares. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like tonight and last night, we've been doing these prayer things at our church, and you should just see the look on her face when she hears just a little bit about Haiti. You know that that what's that kid picture up on the screen? And I say his the earth shook and his house fell down. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, she just, I'm so sad for them, you know, and all this. And she wants to help the homeless and she wants mm-hmm. to feed them and all this stuff. So anyway, all that to say that my daughter had to be pulled into this game, but she did play it. Yeah. She did try to vie against somebody to get them back. And uh, and my daughter has all of her emotional needs met. Mm-hmm. And so we had to sit her down and basically say, we don't do that. Yeah. We're not doing it. Your mom can do that at church with all of her bitty friends. But, but <laughs> yeah, I play that game all the time at church. <laughs> I just make this imaginary party. We're, we're Boy, gonna, wouldn't we're, that have even far reaching, um, you know, consequences when you get to be an adult? If you just made up some party, you didn't even actually have a party, but you were telling a, <coughs> no, a bunch of people they weren't invited. Oh, you could start a church split. Yeah, we're we're having a party on on row three, <laughs> on pew number three, and you're not invited. You have to sit on pew five. You can't come to our party. <laughs> we have the cool hymn books. Only uh, the cool girls are at this party. We get two communion glasses. <laughs> you just have one. But no, um, so we tatted her down, and I basically just explained it to her like this. I said, "Sweetie, you know these girls are not being nice." And they think this is a fun game, and it's a mean game. How does it make you feel when they tell you that? And I had her explain it. And I said, well, when you do the same thing, it's going to make them feel the same way. Uh, because that's the way you have to relate to kids. They they have no – Jenna does have a third-person perspective. She can see other people and see their feelings. But I still wanted to break it down for her. And I told her – she says, well, what do I say? Instead of, you know, well, I'm not going to be your friend too. And I told her this. I, I'm friends with everybody. Friends with everybody. So when you want to be friends with me, I'll be here. But until you're nice, I'm not playing with you. And there's a way to stand up for yourself, be a strong woman or a little girl, Mm -hmm. but be completely polite and have hardcore, rock-solid standards. Yeah. And not in in a judgmental way. It's just saying, I'm not going to open myself up to abuse. So when you're ready for it. And I, I think that's so healthy for her. Yeah. No, I think it's because good. we moved to Florida and she comes home and I start hearing a different game and it's one I'm more familiar with. I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to be this person's friend and you can't be that person's yeah, friend. Yeah, so let's it's, buddy up against There's this a lot person. more kids in her class now and uh, well, they're, they're a little bit meaner. Really. I'm going to tell you, this world, we, we moved into a, a white world now instead of an inner city world, a diverse world. And there's a lot of clickage going on, mm-hmm. a lot of clicks. And they're really mean. And that's that's what I grew up with, a lot more clicks. I mean, that was more Something common. Even with. even in, in Georgia, it wasn't as strong. But, but in here, Pennsylvania, I mean, people were brutal. People would say, well, she got new jeans because I saw those on sale. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're still brand name and they were, you know, brand names were a big deal and all that. But, but any advantage you could have over somebody else. Yeah. Or, Yeah. Well, see, that's what you do. You 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 de-evolve into the petty when when you're not getting what you need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as this is escalates and my daughter gets older, I'll be sure to point that out to her, not to give her ammunition to turn around and use, because that's what would be typical. If I went to my daughter and said, "The reason these girls are doing this is because they are insecure and they are not getting what they need at home, and so they're trying to put you down to make themselves feel better." 
a typical girl would turn around and, and go home, go off and say that <laughs> and mm-hmm. use it against them. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say it in such a way that she will be able to, um, in theory, use it to her advantage. Well, I've even told her with some of the kids here, she said, well, so-and-so doesn't, oh, doesn't want to be my friend or isn't nice. And I said, well, some kids, you know, have a hard life and, and they're sad and, mm-hmm. and they, they're just not very nice. And it's not because of you. It's just because they're not, you know, very happy. Well, today in the car, she told me, she says, every girl is beautiful and every boy is handsome. She says, I'm going to say that even if I don't think they're very pretty or very handsome because God made them that way. And God loves everybody. And I was like, that is the biggest load of crap. I I yelled at her. I said, don't you ever, ever. I'm just kidding. It was awesome. (laughs) It was the coolest thing ever. (laughs) You're such a loser. And, and, you know, I I just like, that's exactly, I mean, what what the scripture came to my mind that we're supposed to love others as as God loves us, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's exactly the model. And to put other people down. To make yourself look better by comparison does not elevate you at all. And it just feeds into your insecurity because you know that that what you're feeling secure about is is very shaky. Right. You know, feeling secure about someone, you know, that you've put down, but knowing in the back of your mind that someone's going to will probably do the same to you, Mm -hmm. you know, is is way worse than just not doing it. So, Well, and, and again, it doesn't elevate you. It drops everybody else down. Mm-hmm. But your significance, and that's the twisted part, your significance that you've created depends on these people that are now below you that you've stepped on. Mm-hmm. And so the minute they stand up to you, the minute they decide you don't matter. Yeah, then you, then they've then undone it. You're, yeah, you're undermined. You have no foundation and you fall down to their level. And, and, and then on top of that, even beyond the psychological stuff, you're just going to feel like crap. Yeah. Kids. Because you, you know. Not, it's not nice. I had a parent get mad at me one time because I kicked her kid out of my church, children's church service. He was being ridiculous. And she says, she's all mad at me. We're trying to build his self-esteem. And I said this. I said, self-esteem doesn't come from getting away with, with bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem comes from doing good things. Yeah. And true. I was trying to help your son learn to do good things. And so, kids, you know, if you've got a parent that doesn't care two cents about you and, and it's all up to you and you're listening to this, this goes for guys and girls, decide for yourself. I'm going to build my self-esteem and my value, and I'm going to get rid of these nasty, horrible feelings and this hatred that I have in my heart by beginning to be kind to other people. I don't feel like it. Well, act your way into feelings. You're never mm-hmm. going to feel your way into actions. You're never going to feel like being good. You're never going to feel like doing your homework. You're never going to feel like getting up in the morning. But you can do it, and the feelings will come. And so, uh, you know, you can either act like you're somebody, or you can be somebody. And I want my kids to be somebody, and not a prideful somebody. I want them to be awesome, and never even really know it. You know, a wise man yeah. once said, the, the smartest, the greatest man in the world was the greatest man in the world until he realized it. Mm. And uh, that's that's what I want for my kids. And that's what I want for you someday, Jen. <laughs> Thanks. I'll try to quit talking about everybody else. Yeah, you and your, and your biddies. <laughs> wow, I didn't know I had biddies. You know what biddies are? It's a word my mom would call mean old ladies. Mm, that's kind of That old biddy. Mm. So... Good topic. Yeah. Mean Girls. There's even a movie out there called Mean Girls, and it's all about this. But apparently, it's a big deal. Girls it's a are, huge deal. I mean, ripping it's, each other to shreds. It's a cause of suicide. It's a cause of, you know, the cutting. Online and, and bullying the, and, and, and texting. And the bulimia and, and anorexia. I mean, it's all related to that so kind what, of thing. So what, what would your advice be to someone that's on the receiving end? I mean, we've been pretty much talking about the givers of this stuff. The receiving end. Yeah, because, the... all right, here's an example. There's a little girl at our last church. Her mom says she's an awesome kid. She's a good girl, but she's real quiet, and she seems to always be drawn to someone that's mean to her. Mm-hmm. She wants to befriend them, and, and in many ways, right off the top of my head, it makes me sound, it, it reminds me of what you said about there's always a girl that wants to marry the bad boy, mm-hmm. the guy that's been in prison. Is it? Do you think those are connected? Is it somebody that wants to fix something or try to earn the unearnable love or well, what? Well, I, th- I think it's somebody, sometimes it's, do you, you have a friend that, that has a quality that you want 
And if you're, if you don't stand up for yourself and you find somebody who does, even if they treat you bad, it's like you, you almost stick with them because you're trying to make up for this quality that, that mm. isn't in you. Do you think that's the whole purpose behind Twilight? Twilight? Yeah. Here's this vampire boy and this girl that and doesn't think she's very pretty. And she's very pale. And she bites her lip a lot. Mm. Mm. Not, not related? Probably not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my, Pastor Mikey Wan. Actually, in the forums. Actually, that's why Twilight is wildly popular yeah. because it's supposed to be this ordinary girl who meets this extraordinary guy, and it makes and her extraordinary. Her. Yeah. yeah, it's every girl's dream. That's true. She she keyed into something very foundational and basic. Because I mean, they're they're good reads and they're interesting books, but but um, there's a million books out there like them. But mm. she keyed in. Well, she did the vampire thing, which was which is sexy. It's just crazy, but she didn't really make it that sexy. Right, but it is. Yeah. I, I just meant like the iPods are sexy, kind of mm-hmm. sexy, attractive. Yeah, and she made them super attractive. Yeah, it was just like it's every girl's dream. To marry a vampire, just like you did. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> if you'd like to hear my vampire um, imitations, mm-hmm. there's a couple of really bad ones on the last episode of NL Cast. Oh, really? I think That's it was 135. Scary. I can't do it on, on demand. Mm. When I'm just when it's just me and my vampire buddies, I'm all about it. <laughs> I can Transylvania that bad thing up, but yeah, uh, when, can't do it on NL, or on Geek Club's Geek Club's Nerd. Nerd. Not a, not a no, not a chance. Not gonna happen. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, any any tips? I mean, what say say there's somebody out there listening to this and they 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 know um, that their daughter's mean, just mean to other girls. There is no father, maybe, or a dad that's disinterested. There's not going to be any fix on that end. What do we suggest? I mean, I've got a few things. Obviously, I think you need to get the girl busy doing good things. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to give them uh, public service. You know, get them busy. Um, take them to a homeless shelter. Have them scoop soup. Bring them into some real life. Mm-hmm. If they're all about brand names and who's got what and who's talking about who, get them a dose of real life. Well, and and also take taking away things that kind of humiliates them socially. That's always a good idea. No, what, what I mean by that is, say they have a, a really expensive purse or ah. really expensive jeans or something like that, stuff that, that they, they feel like is making them, you know, elevated socially. Right. So, you know, you begin to take that stuff well, away just in the, if they can't act. Hand in hand with that is just good old-fashioned punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, if you talk, if you talk ridiculous, if you're, if you're talking smack, you don't get to hang out with that friend anymore. Because they're a bad influence on them, and if they're not, you're a bad influence on you know. If if they're not being on you, you're on them. So well, and the other thing is is uh, getting involved very very annoyingly yep. involved in your kids' lives. Because all your kids' passwords belong to us. Yes. that's what it should be. Because and and the phones and all that. Because a lot of this stuff gets out of hand when it's kind of unsupervised. Yep, kids and texting. Boo. Yeah, I know. And we'll deal with it like next year. No, we won't. <laughs> I know, but it's. Oh, it's all over the place, but yeah. <sighs> so, Social media. Okay, and then any tips for the girl that is that is allowing other people to to dive into her? Because I, I, on the boy side, I was somebody that I think I was like Jenna, and if if Jenna's like me, we really need to toughen her up. Because I really took to heart anything anybody said to me that was harmful. To you know, because guys will rag on each other and they don't mm-hmm. even mean anything. But I thought everybody was serious and really hated me, and I just would just ball up and and just kind of hide away. And uh, it took a while for me to get a thick skin. Um, so maybe I, I don't can. No, yeah. I mean, talking to her, she'll say stuff, and it doesn't seem to really hit her too hard. Like she'd be like, "Well, so and so didn't want to be my friend today, yeah. but I was friends with this person, this person, this person." Yeah. It's like it's not devastating to her. Right. It's troubling, but not devastating. And like that, pre- she she got invited to a birthday party, and um, we were out of town that weekend. It was last weekend. and But she still wanted to get that um, girl, the girl a gift. gift yeah. And she gave it to her, and the girl was really ungrateful and said, I already have pet shops. And, you know, just was really. Wow. I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But. Jenna didn't seem like just phased by it. It was yeah. like she was happy she did what she was supposed to do. You know, what she wanted to do. She gave her a gift and she didn't. What a little butthead. I know that makes me mad. Because <laughs> Jenna bugged us for two weeks about that gift. I know. Teach See, that she loves people. And, but uh, yeah, but, but I mean, she seems to she seems to not take things too hard. And maybe right. it's, you know, she's been exposed to it some. I don't know. Well, people, I got to tell you right now, I got no problem in the world. 
with ending friendships that are destructive in my kid's life. I will not. Yeah, I definitely I don't care if they're 16 or whatever. Because there's nothing that can be more destructive to a kid because when they hit a certain age, their friends' opinions matter Mm -hmm. so much more than the parents. And if you you go ahead and set standards, I I like what David and Sherry Guybout did, our friends. They had standards for their home that they made very clear to their kids, and they allowed their children to make decisions within those boundaries. And they only stepped in when those decisions went outside of those boundaries. They had minimum requirements, and they had these high expectations. And, of course, they hoped that their kids would exceed them. But if they didn't, they would sit down with them. They would give them the opportunity to make the right decision, even after they made the wrong one. And only after the kid decided to still do what they were doing did they step in and and go old school on them. And it gave those kids um, practice at making good decisions choices. And -hmm. I think a lot of kids don't get that. They get everything dictated to them. They never get a chance to choose. So they never think about whether or not they should actually do it. Well, and when they get of age and start getting willpower and some hormones pumping, some testosterone and whatever else that the girls get. I know boys get the testosterone. The girls get some estrogen or something. something I always imagined if you were a superhero, that would be your name. That's just weird. Estrogen. Uh, But anyway, they, they start fighting because they've never had a been able to exercise this power. What? Oh, can we take a quick break? Sure. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit, uh, I think we've beat this dead horse down. We're going to do um, some Ask Jen questions and hit your E and V mail. Peace out. And we're back. Jen uh, had a little emergency she had to take care of. There was uh, someone on fire, and she uh, put it out. You're... Weird. Okay. So anyway, um, that was our update. And I, if your kid is uh, struggling with bullying and stuff like that, like I said, I would, I would look at, uh, ch- you know, changing her friends and who she, she who she associates with. I would, I even a low self esteem girl. I would get her doing good things with her life because that will build self esteem. The the goal there is that the lie seems like the truth. Okay, the bad girl is telling your kid lies about herself. She's believing them as if they're the truth. So what you do is you create truths that out-truth the lie. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when somebody says, you're stupid and ugly, well, if I've been out there doing stuff and I've realized that it's not my outward beauty that matters, it's my inner beauty, then I'm not even going to care. That stuff's going to bounce off me. It's going to seem so petty because I've been feeding homeless. I've been working. I went to an orphanage and I cared for kids and I did this and I did that. And, And not in a prideful way. But in, in a humble way, it builds you up. And you're like, I don't even care. None of those people care. All those kids love me, and they don't care what I look like. Mm-hmm. I be fat as a house. doesn't matter. I'm a special person. And uh, it's like Jen, Jenna said, uh, everybody's beautiful. Yep. And because God made them. So there you go. All right. Uh, here's some Ask Jen questions. We haven't had these for a while. This one's from Paul. Paul's a little cryptic, but we're going to see if we can figure out what he's talking about. How do you handle being, or no, how do you handle long distances, if that even applies to your relationship with each other? So when we're, I guess I'm trying to, what he's trying to say is, when we get away from each other, how do we handle long distances? Um, we pay the same rates you do. We don't pay for Talking long distances. Oh. Um, we don't we didn't do well i mean when we were dating we didn't I, do well i went to college and that lasted about what three months yeah and then you moved up to the same city that i lived in in yeah. college and guys so. she was gone this past weekend on what friday and saturday and and yeah, come back days. sunday at like noon and i didn't do good i hate it i hate being alone y'all which is so weird because you always seem to want it. I always, I always am thrilled by the idea of having alone time, and then you guys leave, and you know how you know the scariest place in the world is a empty church mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be full of people. I, I would imagine an empty library would be that way. And, and demons empty, come in a church. An empty hospital, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, churches have demons that come out. That's what my mom told me, <laughs> and I still believe it. Um, but your house. When you have two little ragamuffins running around all the time, and all of a sudden they're gone, and you have this wife that walks around going rah, 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 all the time, <laughs> and that's gone. What do I say? Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> when you have all that going you on, you wonder and, why I'm not happy very often. <laughs> <laughs> when and, and then that's gone, this place seems just downright spooky, and it's definitely not fun. It's so, so weird. Yeah, long distances are for the birds. Mm-hmm. If you can't find somebody to love that's local, 
Yeah. I, don't know. I feel so. Or you could just immerse yourself in work. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what I or would do. Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, work pays better. <laughs> Pornography, perhaps. It's, uh, less addictive. But, yeah, no. just jump right in with both feet <laughs> into the hang up of your choice. Mm. No, I, I think if you're dealing with the long distance, it, it really makes you stop and think. Um, is this the kind of relationship that I need to make a major life change for? Mm-hmm. Or d- do I just need to call it quits? Yeah. Because long distance doesn't last I a have long a feeling time. Paul is really pining for that girl from middle school kids camp, though. Mm, that could be. Maybe. So hang it up, Paul. Quit dating. Mm. All is, right. Is Paul 10? I don't know. Or 15? He used an emoticon. Mm. So he's definitely younger than us. Yeah. I use them every now and then, one of them. Which one do you use? Smiley. You never use the winky? What? The wink? No. You ever use the uh, colon P? No. For sticking out your tongue? No, because I'm I'm always afraid that, that people might take some of those wrong. I'm not exactly sure. Oh my gosh. Sure emoticons goal is so that people don't take you wrong and now you're oh. worried about your emoticons being taken wrong. Well no You're one, gonna need emoticons for your emoticons. And no one can take my smiley face you wrong. Just all right, do a, a Unless, colon P and then a space and then a colon smiley. <laughs> I was just joking about sticking my tongue out at you. And a little JK. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. L O L but then I always wonder, does the smiley think, do they think I'm mocking them? Oh, your dad did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is this? He totally misunderstood your smiley, which started, their, its whole purpose was to get people. I do remember the first time I saw one. It's like, what the freak is that? Yeah, what is this? Why is it smiling? And then somebody's me? like, turn your head sideways. And of course, I turned it to the right. Mm-hmm. So it, it just look. it just looked like a pair of eyes with a unibrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. No, the other way. Oh, oh my That's so smart. That's so cool. Uh, AOL. I mean, LOL. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from uh, somebody named Cody Napkin. Wow. Yeah. They spent all day thinking that one up. Mm-hmm. I'm a 23-year-old guy who has never been kissed, and I want to save my first kiss till after I say I do. I've held that view for some time now, but I have some concerns. I was talking to a friend about it. She said that she knew a couple who waited until the wedding day for their first kiss. However, between it being their first kiss earlier that day and their first time together that night, she said for them, it was too much all at once. I would also like to note that my mentors and pastors all believe kissing is healthy after engagement. Also, obviously, I'm aware this is a decision to discuss with the person I'm dating, but I'd like to be confident with my own boundaries so that I won't compromise my purity for my future wife. How do you think the first kiss should be handled? Sincerely, Cody Napkin. Now, i got to tell you right now, Jen and I have opinions, but we're largely of not the best person to offer advice on this topic. So Yeah, we we didn't really take that route. No, we were we were snogging with everybody we could get our hands on. Mm, that is not true. I swapped spit with so many girls they went in I s mm, I'm kidding. I, I was so very hard. ugly and small. <laughs> it was very hard for me to find anyone that wanted to smack me. <laughs> You're an idiot. So when I found a smallish person that was too young to know any better and had bad eyesight, I snagged her. Mm. And there she is. So anyway, what I did is I have a friend. His name's Christopher Atkinson, and uh, he is uh, just a couple years younger than me, and he happened to be a guy that saved his first kiss uh, for his wedding day. And so I emailed him and asked his opinion. I forwarded Cody Napkin's email to him, and I got a great response back. I'd like to read that, and then I'd like to share a couple of opinions of my own. Um, Here he goes. My wife and I waited to have our first kiss on our wedding night. It was a great experience, and it was not too much for us. We had absolutely no regrets about it, and I would do it again. Our decision to do this was simply the line we decided to draw in our relationship. Really, that was all. We wanted to keep ourselves pure and protect ourselves, and we took it as a challenge. I, too, agree that kissing uh, is fine during dating and engagement, but if you do agree... To kiss, you must decide where the line is because kissing can become a very intimate thing. And and that's one thing Jen and I said is mm-hmm. there's no way, there's no faster way to get hot and heavy than smacking. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's kind of made that so way, you, I'm so sure. You, yeah, that's exactly the whole point of it. So. so for us, we understood the line of intimacy had to be drawn somewhere. And this is where we drew ours. And this is the part that I really liked. He says, remember that regardless of where you draw your line, you will be tempted to cross it. 
I think the best thing to do is discuss your feelings and come to a mutual agreement on where your boundaries are. And that's from Chris. And Chris, I'd like to thank you very much for your input. It was huge. And and the key thing to take there is wherever you draw your line. Now, Jen and I, I, I you know, as for me and my house, I don't know. I can't trust my own opinion because I look at Chris, Christopher and his life is a lot less complicated. His dating life was than ours. And, you know, you watch you watch shows like uh, 18 plus or whatever it is. And they seem fine, but let getting specifically into into Cody's question, his concern is this, Jen, that that kissing at the wedding and then having to do more later on is going to be too much at one time and overwhelming. And I would honestly agree with that. There is a possibility that that's going to be overwhelming. But let me tell you this, Cody, that there's a possibility of it being overwhelming regardless. Yeah, there's so much pressure on that day. I. There's not a thing wrong in the world with holding each other and going to sleep. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got all the time in the world. Yeah. It's not like you would have to. But um, I, I think that problem is really minor compared to the problems that can come from going the other route. Yeah, not, not just particularly kissing, but too far. I know if I think of it in terms of um, my children, I would much rather them set the boundaries you know, way back, mm-hmm. like it not even kissing because the chances of them messing up and, and having something to regret are yep. going to be really, really slim. Whereas, you know, and it seems insane, you know, honestly it does, especially in yeah. this day and age yeah. to, to not kiss. It seems so conservative that it almost it's, seems it's like, crazy. It's like not wearing pants, wearing skirts all the time or something. You're right. But, um, but at the same time, I mean, would you rather your kid dress conservatively and, and never have to deal with, you know, any kind of, Mm-hmm. You know, guy looking at her weird, or or would you rather her be a little counterculture? You know, so you know, choosing between the two, and and when it comes to my kids, I don't know that I'd force them, or you know, try to really cram it down their throat. But you know, I I would definitely not be against it. So, well, my goal with my kids is to plant seeds in their life that will hopefully grow into their very own convictions. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot force your convictions on your kids. I grew up in that atmosphere. It doesn't work. If anything, it comes across like trying to hold a bird. The tighter you hold that bird, the more they're going to squirm against you. But if you can train that bird to sit on your finger, you don't have to hold it. Right. And that's my goal with my kids. And I definitely would would say, um, you know, when you're looking for a future spouse or someone to date and all that, you know, if if the person isn't even open to discussing these kind of options, then they're probably not the person yeah. for you. Yeah, you need to you find know? someone that shares your yeah. convictions. So, Matter of fact, that's the whole point of, the, of our show is geek loves nerd, trying to find something in common, blah, blah, blah. Jen and I have very little in common. But when we met, we had our core convictions, our politics, our religion, our ideas on marriage and family totally and completely in sync, like no one I'd ever met before. Uh, eight-hour conversations about stuff like that. And that, more than anything, really brought us together. And so much of what I see in marriages and dating and stuff, it's based on 40 points of compatibility and and you know walks on the beach and movies that you like together. And that stuff's fine if you got it. I'm not knocking it. But I'm saying if your whole relationship is based on what you like to do together, yeah, that's but then all of a away. sudden you have kids and one of you wants to take them to church and the other one hates God... Oops, we forgot to talk about that. Yeah. You know, but so let's go watch Star Wars. Okay, that'll fix it, you know. But um Oh, I was gonna say something. Something what were we talking about? Something profound we're talking yeah. about. Setting oh, boundaries. Oh, setting boundaries. Jen Jen made the good point, and I'll illustrate it about setting your, your convictions or your your standards so far back. Um a friend of mine used the example of a shelf high up on a wall and a glass vase. When you set, when you don't want that vase to break, you don't set it on the edge. You mm-hmm. set it back so that even if it falls over, it doesn't fall off. Right. And I think the benefit of doing something that may seem crazy, set, you know, uh, not only am I not going to have sex before I'm married, I'm going to back up. I'm not even going to make out or, or be alone with someone. We're going to court or whatever. We're going to have, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever that is. The further back you go on that shelf, even if you cross that line, you've just fallen, all, you know, over. Mm-hmm. You haven't fallen off. But mm-hmm. I think so many times, especially people of faith, they they live so close to that edge. 
yeah, they're not they're not letting anything show with their clothing, but they would if they could. Mm-hmm. So the attitude, sir. Yeah, and, and 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 there's a whole there's reams of scripture about the attitude of the heart versus the outward appearance, and man man judges the outward appearance, God judges the heart. Um, but it's it's all about having boundaries. I like setting things back further than I need to. That way, I don't even get close. Yeah, exactly. And even if I do slip up, I haven't slipped up big. I haven't fallen off the wagon. I haven't right. given up my salvation. I'm not at the point of no return. Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents there. Cody, I hope that answered your question, dude. You know, at the end of the day, even if, dude, stick to your guns. If that's the conviction you have, go for it. Don't worry that I think you're nuts. <laughs> Well, I definitely wouldn't worry, I respect it. worry about it being too much in one day because, no. you know, you're married for a lifetime. Dude, I'm going to tell you, even and if things, you make out every day, that day is hardcore. Yeah. And you get there and you're tired and you've flown or you drove and your parents and the pictures and this and that and the yeah. rice and the bird seed everywhere and the shaving cream in your gas tank and all this stuff. You are going to be wiped out. I'd be surprised if you could even get frisky. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't a problem for me, though. Why did you just say that on the show? Because you challenged me. You said, really? And you gave me eyes. I didn't. You're like, yeah. So I, I wasn't giving you any kind of this eyes. Is a, this, is a, this is a show for mature people. Really? Yeah. So they can handle it. All right. We got an EMV mail. That was Ask Jen stuff, by the way. So this is from Amy. She says she's a yarn geek from Northern Carolina, California. She said Carolina, and I was like, what the heck did she say Northern Carolina? (laughs) Northern California. Hey, I'm listening to show 64 where Jen is worrying that she's becoming part geek for enjoying Doctor Who. Have no fear, Jen. It's just a product of marriage. I had no idea what Star Trek was uh, when I married my geek 22 years ago, and now I'm a Trekkie by marriage. I even surprised him with a kid-free trip to the Star Trek exhibit at the Tech Museum in San Jose, California for his birthday a few months ago. The things we do for our loved ones. Thanks for the show. I really enjoy Geek Loves Nerd and Nobody's Listening. And that's from Amy. Amy, thanks. What do you, th- what do you have to say, Jen? Are you, are you becoming a geek by marriage, or do you just l- genuinely like the show? Mm. Are you doing it because it connects you with me, or would you watch it? Well, the thing is, I wouldn't have ever picked it if it wasn't That's for true. you. But um, I do like it. Yeah. Hey, let's discuss real quick because uh, I haven't talked to you. You just finished um, the two uh, two part episode. It w- the first part was called um, "The Empty Child," and the second was was called "The Doctor Dances." Did you ever finish that? I. I- the, the 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 kids the people that no, had the masks ah boo that was like my favorite ones I'm telling you that one starts off so weird and everything makes sense at the end and I'm waiting to discuss it with you I'm sorry I'll watch it tonight and we can discuss tomorrow. all right all right all right it's time for us to get out of here okay people so let me find my this is so professional that's so professional. Where's my dumb thing? Here it is. All right. Website, geeklovesnerd.com. Check out the forums. Email us, james at geeklovesnerd.com. Um, two, I'm sorry, phone number, 920-3GLN-GLN. Until next time, Jen, I loved you. I loved you, too. Happy nerd. Boo.